All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to talk about Save the Children. So I think this was about, um, like, I, I had just gotten married, and um it's about maybe 20, yeah, 2009. I was gonna say 2009. <laughs> 2009, 11 years ago, you know, um, bright eyed and bushy tailed. And, you know, I, I, you know, married this beautiful, loving, and kind and caring woman. And, and, um, you know, I saw Bill Cosby growing up and, I, you know, she was the Claire to my Bill Cosby, you know, and at this time, I hadn't heard about none of that stuff yet. So, you know, this was 2009, you know, at, at this point, uh, Blockbuster Video was still out. <laughs> uh, Redbox was, Red, Redbox and Netflix were just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess that's nice. I guess I'll try that. They weren't the force of dominance that we've seen now that can cancel the office and still have people subscribe. Um but yeah, it was, this was, you know, compared to right now, a sweeter time, a much more simple time, a much better time. And um, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was great. And I remember, um, you know, I was all around town for work at that at that time um, with the job that I had. And, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, really stuck out just. Um, you know, going from place to place, if you ever work a job where you go to multiple places, you check out their scenery, you check out what's different, you know, different garages, different car body shops, different um, homes, different, you know, offices, you know, when you travel, you know, whatever your job is, you can see that, that the atmosphere changes and the atmosphere is different. And, um, you know, one thing that ultimately always stands out as the people's magazines. So <laughs> here I am looking down at this magazine and it's got uh, this like uh, Marvel comic. God, I wish I could find this. Like I, I wish I had this ESPN magazine. I would I would save it and and copy it forever. It had Kevin Durant was on the cover um, while he played with the Oklahoma Thunder, and he had the Thor hammer in his hand. Because at this time, we had had a Thor movie. We had uh, Captain America shield was being held by LeBron James, because he's kind of got like a huge shield tattoo on his shoulder. And then Kobe Bryant had this Iron Man glove on, like he was like Iron Man, which is, if you know him, like these personalities are very fitting. And like I said, I wish, wish, wish to God I still had this magazine because it represents so much now looking at it today. <laughs> it's like I think LeBron's in a heat jersey. You know, you've got Kobe as the the amazing Laker that he is. And then, like I said, Kevin Durant's in that Thunder jersey. Um, so I look down at this magazine and I see um, another magazine. It was, I believe, a Time uh, magazine. And I can't remember specifically what the magazine was, whether it was Time, National Geographic, 
um, you know, Reader's Digest. I can't remember what specifically the magazine was, but uh, I remember the story that I had read. And the story, the caption um, was speaking on something along the lines of, is slavery over? Or is is sex trafficking um, a thing of the past? And uh, from beginning to end, this article just held me in suspense and terrified me in thinking about all that people have to do just to live. And um, I'm reading this article and, you know, I'm in my, my suit and tie and I'm, I'm dressed up looking nice. And uh, as I'm just reading this, I'm both disgusted and tremendously fascinated with how all these horrible things have happened on this planet and in this country unnoticed. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. One part of this article dealt with coyotes. And now I don't know how you feel about Mexican people, how you feel about immigration. Um, I have not had any bad uh, uh, scenarios or pages in my life with Mexican people. I've befriended, loved, and and brought them close to me, um, their family. Um, but in this article, they explain that some of these women will come to the country looking for a better chance, looking for a better day. And their payment for being in this country is to submit all of their money to this coyote. And this coyote essentially acts like a pimp. You will never hear about these women. You will never hear about these families because they're kept under the thumb of this coyote. They might speak English. They might not. So right then and there, the language barrier has them completely effed, just completely screwed. So they come to this country and like anyone that leaves any country, they're not leaving necessarily because they hate the country. They hate their opportunity in that country. Like most Mexicans I know have the flag somewhere. They love their heritage, just like Germans. And when I like you got a neighbor that waves the Irish flag, like they, everybody loves their heritage. They love where they came from. They might not necessarily like where they lived or financially where they were stuck. So I'm, I'm, I'm peeping all this, reading all this. I'm like, wow. These women, these families essentially, you know, travel through all these horrible conditions because um, as it was explained to me by um, it's, it's a gentleman from Mexico um, explained this to me that wherever you're born is where you will stay. So if you were born as a thing, you have to stay that thing. And that's why, like as a boxer, as a fighter, like you're you've got to be great or you're nothing like that's, you know, really athletics and maybe entertainment are the only way to move up. But in, in their country. Um, the way he explained it, wherever you're at as a social level, wherever you're born is where you're going to stay. Which a lot of people believe in America, but he made it a lot more clear. This is why you got people sneaking into your country to make something of themselves versus sneaking into our country to go the other way. Like you're locked in. 
So listening to this or reading, I'm sorry, this story, it impacted me deeply and greatly. And this article also went on to explain that these coyotes also, you know, they, they swivel and they can function as, you know, not just a manager, like like a, a promotional manager and collect all this money, but also operate as pimps sometime. So in this article or 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 segments of the article, when they're going on to explain coyotes and prostitution and sex trafficking, they go on to explain by demographic, like like. I, I, I'm sorry, but for lack of a better term, what kind of shit is this? We've got demographics of sex trafficking. And these are girls, women that might have been kidnapped, held at ransom or under the, the rule of some coyote that have to pay him and pay their way while having no control of their life. And this is their life. You know, they're stuck. They're stuck in this. You and I get to go buy Reese's cups and all kinds of ice cream and cancel a gym membership, pick up a gym membership. I think I'll have Netflix. I think I'll do HBO Max. I think I'll do Hulu. Yeah. Oh, you watch Cobra Kai? Yeah, season three. Oh, you watch Lovecraft Country? Do you watch Titans and Wonder Woman? You like Wonder Woman? And you watch The Handmaid's Tale? Do you watch Hulu? Do you watch Power? Do you watch Ghost Book 2? You know, we get all these things to enjoy. I'm not saying that there isn't a bad day. There is a bad day for everyone. There is a bad time for everyone. Everyone's got to taste that bitter spoon at some point. I don't know what it is. I don't know how often. What I am saying is you ain't stuck in that. You don't have a coyote. You don't have a pimp. You aren't in sex trafficking. And then to make matters worse, my wife and I, you know, no kids. <laughs> we agreed. Let's, you know, let's take what our marriage counselor said and let's take that four years and just ball out. Just have fun and go to the movies and have our pop, have our soda and run up and down the aisles everywhere we want to go and not have any cares in the world. Ooh, I want to try cooking this. I want to try cooking that. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh my God. I didn't know you could put that in that. You know, we had all these great recipes and all these great things that we would try on one another. And we just, we had such a great time, but we would go to the movies every Friday and, uh, or if something was out, and then we would, you know, go get our favorite, you know, Mexican food. And oh man, great times, just great times. We kind of do it now, but we got to do takeout. <laughs> having a having a toddler changes things, doesn't it? Um, but we're watching the movie Taken, and if you've seen Taken, Taken Two, Taken Three, you understand that ten years ago, key 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 numbers 10 years ago we were talking about this and watching that movie as a man okay i'm just gonna say this as a man watching that movie as a man was super difficult because i'm very defensive and protective of women i love my mother i love my sisters um 
we had a great life growing up and watching them have great life and great fun um, was always a hallmark and a precedent for um, watching women, you know, and it was like when you get around some kids and they're quiet when they should be loud or girls when they should be having fun and they're quiet or sheltered or, or tucked in like my sisters are girls, they're women. So it's like, I, I kind of know when the energy is off. And as I've gotten older, it's gotten a lot better. <laughs> I thought it got worse. It just, I see the good in people a lot more than I see the bad. But, um, you know, when stuff is off. So for me growing up, loving and respecting women, um, I'm very defensive of women. Uh, I have zero to no tolerance for abuse. And especially when it comes to uh, children as well, those like molestations and rapes and beating those children and all that, never, never, never going to fly. Um, it's kind of one of those things where if I even get like a, a whiff of it, a sm smell, I'm like, that kind of smells like you know, all that bad stuff, I got to shut it down. That's why with R. Kelly, it just, all of the things I needed to cancel him, I, I received. I still absolutely love his music, but I can't quite say that I can listen to all of it. I can listen to some of it, um, but I, I, I can't be a fan anymore. I can appreciate the music, his voice, and the the production of the team that came together and all that but like i'm not i'm not gonna be uh, uh worshiping him like i did before as a kid saying he was the goat and you know all that when he's got all these bodies behind his name uh-uh like you're an artist you're no longer the goat to me <laughs> you 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 were the goat you were clearly the goat there was nobody that could touch you but you removed you he fooled himself he removed himself from that so back to taken Liam Neeson is pretty much using every skill and ability that I would use on that level to fight and combat the innocence that's taken from children, the innocence that's taken from women, and the innocence that should never be touched. Because, hey, all these women were someday somebody's child. So when I say I'm defensive of women and children, like I really mean that. I really, really mean that. And we still live in a day where a lot of men don't understand how much damage they've put on women. They don't understand how that's evolved. Like women have evolved from all the damage that we've done. We have done. We were monsters. We hurt and put the damage on them. And what did they do? They took they took the damage and the beatings and evolved. They were subject to the monster. And became what they were. You can't get mad. And this happened under the guise, under the nose, under the surveillance of all of the moral codes and moral wishes and dreams that we imprinted and cemented and pounded into everyone's head. And it, it, it just went unnoticed, unheard. We weren't looking out for one, one another. So, yeah. Ten years ago, my wife and I, we're going to all these movies and we see Taken, we see Taken 2, Taken 3, 
and I'm just about boiling mad. Like uh, white people, I, I love how you all turn red when you're so emotional. Um, like it's like such a clear indicator that something's happened. Black people, you can't really. Well, actually, I lied. Black people, there's usually like a vein that pops out of <laughs> forehead. <laughs> Black people, there's usually a vein that pops out our forehead, or we get real still, <laughs> real still, and that's why I like that that T, that twisted T memes. All those like that dude was like really still. If you look at like the white guy that was yelling at him and calling him all those names, he's like bouncing around, yelling, saying all this stuff. The guy with the sweet T is like perfectly still. <laughs> so. Yes, I was absolutely heated. I mean, just furious watching these movies because it, it pricked a, a chord inside of me where I started to wonder, is this real? Excess traffic is sex trafficking real? Do women get caught up in this? You know, because, hey, it's life. Nothing really surprises me anymore. And if it does, wow. People get on some hard times. People don't always, not everybody's born with parents that go to a country club and have a $30,000 membership to the golf, golf club. Not everybody's born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Not everybody's born in a house like what I live in right now. Come on. I had to earn this. We had to level up. Hard times are hard times. There are women right now that were girls one day. There are women right now that are prostitutes. And this is the only life they know, the only way they know. They're not going to go to a community college. They're not going to go to tech school and become a, a plumber or an HVAC person. Like They're, they're not even going to know how to invest the time and the thought to go do those things. They're trapped. They're done. So seeing a woman like that get thrown into some type of sex trafficking or whatever, it is a reality. And I wish I it's like a dark wish, but you wish that would only happen to one person or someone that was older by consent. But it happens at a younger age. So now that we kindly finally fast forward to this hashtag of save the children, I, I wanted to just about throw my TV and my phone and everything out the window. How is it taken? 11 years for everyone to catch up to something so horrible, something so bad that no country should ever, ever even have it as a headline. None. Ever. Okay? Years ago, there was a movie called Spotlight. In this movie, Spotlight, it's it's casted with all these major stars and guys uh mark ruffalo uh the hulk michael keaton batman rachel mcadams i mean the notebook uh 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 mean girls Liv shriver i think he's in uh, a show called uh bosh um all i know is he was saber tooth in um uh the wolverine movie that everybody hated he was uh uh, Cotton Weary in the the <laughs> Scream movie, and uh, um, yeah, he's in Manchurian Candidate. Ooh, scary, terrifying movie. That movie terrified me. Uh, John Slattery, 
Brian D.R.C. James and Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a great actor, too. How are we? That movie was made in 2015. How are we just now trying to save the children? This movie Spotlight dealt with, um, in a nutshell, from a psychological standpoint, what has happened with the Catholic Church. Now, what whether you want to disagree with me or argue with me or not, I personally, uh, in my strong Christian walk, reading the Bible daily, did not find any scripture that supports um, men abstaining from uh, sex for life as as a oath from women. I understand why it was done at a certain point in the Catholic Church, but I do also recognize that that is not biblically sound. I'm not saying you can't be blessed and, and have a great time as a Catholic man or Catholic woman because of that priest or um, the leader of that parish. But what I am saying is in this movie, they identify a pattern. And what they start to find is the men that are molesting children had all come from a specific uh, parish, this one Catholic church. So just by doing the numbers and, you know, the drawing the lines back, this is not good. This is the save the children. This is where we should have honed in our focus. Now, that was 2015. And then there was another huge blow up that I think caused a lot of turmoil in families. And this was about two or three years ago. I know one of my best friends, um, him and his wife got in arguments almost daily over this because um, he didn't want his children subject to anything close to uh, what our uh, what our current uh, it was like archdiocese archdiocese or whatever in this country um, was getting blasted on for all these sexual claims and all this stuff in the Catholic Church and um, and everybody hold on hold the phone while you think I'm blasting the Catholic Church um, this also happens in the black churches as well so this is an area that we really need to clean up in black churches. We've had men lustful that have not had their sexual appetites balanced. That's another topic that will go into the the body of the church to sleep with women, to sleep with girls, to sleep with boys based on their sexual desires. You can't kill sexual desire. It was built in us, hardwired in us. You think animal, if an animal is not going to turn it off, how are you? The healthier you are, the healthier your sex drive is. The more caffeine you drink, the more caffeine is going to be in your sex drive. The more pent up and aggression you build up, the more pent up and aggression your sex drive is going to be. So it really turns into how you're going to balance that out. So now that we're in that save the children mode, I kind of had to look at everybody a little bit with the, with the side eye. We, we want to save the children now. We ignored Spotlight in 2015. We ignored all the mess that was happening in these churches and and Catholic churches, you know, just two years ago. We ignored the movie Taken, Taken 2 and Taken 3, where Liam Neeson basically made his career again off of doing the right thing and trying to save his daughter from sex trafficking. Made me never want to made me never want to see my daughter travel internationally ever. It's like, oh, never. Like she needs to know how to stab somebody with a 
butter knife through the forehead before I let her go off and travel into Europe with her best friend. And that's the thing. I can't even remember in the movie what happened to the best friend. But my point, simply, why is everybody so late? If there was a disease that was harming children only, we would act so swiftly and so fast. I mean, heads would spin. Literally, it'd be like the, you know, in the cartoons. We've been dealing with this for decades, and I'm going to go somewhere very dark and, and painful in just a second. But I have to do this so you understand my point. We've been at this and seeing this almost our whole lives. The unsolved mysteries, the Netflix stories, the Slender Man, these stories, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, what he was doing to those women. Men have been kidnapping women. Men have been kidnapping kids and taking children and abusing them. I remember that guy um, had had those three girls trapped as sex slaves for like, I think it was like a year or months. I can't remember the actual story, but those girls broke out and they made like international news. Save them. Save them, kids. Like, we're not doing a good job of knowing one another, not just as neighbors, but as a country. We just don't know each other, and it shows. We are the absolute worst at communicating and being a community. But we're number one in confidence. I think that fits. So, It just surprises me that we're at this point in history and now we're saying save the children. And we've been dealing with these stories in the news for so long, for for all this time. And it's so bad. Like, this is so horrible. Who wants to come home and, and see the police at the door saying we need you to be calm, you know, we, you know, because they can't find your child or something like that? You know, who wants to do that? Watch the movie Ransom with Mel Gibson before he went crazy, which I mean, you know, everybody's crazy at some point. But, you know, watch that movie before he went crazy. Watch the movie Ransom. Watch what he does to get his kids back. That is save the children. Then go watch watch that movie with Mel Gibson and then go watch Taken. That is save the children. This all hashtag mess that popped up just because uh, uh, just because of an election. Come on now. Be honest. Would any one of the people that you voted for or did not vote for waste any time with a hashtag if their kid was missing? And that's how serious I think we need to keep it. Don't get on Facebook and social media and Twitter looking for the hashtag. Go look at what you can do first in your home with your community, that protective maintenance. Then go find out what you can do in your community to stop it. You think there's an inside man? You think there's people inside of organizations that you trust that are aiding and helping this thing? Then tread lightly. I'm going to use that Walter White from Breaking Bad. Tread lightly. Do what you can. Now, here's 
where I'm going to swing it. And I don't, I didn't want to have to do this, but <clears throat> there was a podcast that, um, this is like the first time I ever got in a podcast. Um, it was a podcast I was listening to. Uh, a friend of mine has shared it with me, shared, shared the, um, I think it was called the sword and the stone. I think something like that. And, uh, he had shared this with me and I do not like the, um, the short shortened packaged version of the news. I'd rather have the full story. Just give me the whole hour, two hours. Just give me the full story because I feel like it causes everybody to be emotionally imbalanced. You're like, Oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, that happened. Oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, that happened. And then something meaningful actually loses its, uh, 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 true impact on you. Or it's like, Oh my God, a red crayon. Oh my God, a blue crayon. Oh my God, a green crayon. Oh my God, ice cream. Oh my God, cake. Oh my God, dessert, water. Whoa. You got all these things. And like your mind is just spinning, looking at the next thing where you're at a buffet when really you should be sitting down looking at that one piece of food should be eating that one piece of fruit. So I'm I'm listening to this podcast and in this podcast, it basically had uncovered this underground sex trafficking ring that was fully supported and, and strengthened and emboldened by nothing but um, people that we trust. I want to say mostly men, but I think there were some women involved, too. But this this sex trafficking ring and what they were doing with these kids in a nutshell um, was being ran, supported and uh, uh, promoted underground and, and behind closed doors in all of the places you would expect them not to be. By men in suit and ties and high places, low places, middle places. And it's one of the most terrifying things I had ever heard, ever. And it, it just kind of put me in a mode of thinking where I'm just like, wow, now I understand. I, I, I really do understand when a soldier in any branch of the military has to do all this training So that at that time, they will know how to turn on that kill switch. It's like one of the saddest things, I think, like the the saddest part of humanity to me is us having to activate the kill switch. With people like this, (laughs) this is what I'm saying. Like a lot of people think it's clear cut and dry. It's not. And the more time people spent um, in their hashtag and in their feelings, it just diverted from what was actually happening. Like talking about it doesn't do anything. Spreading an awareness, a little bit different, but going after and being proactive about a thing. Now, there we go. That's, that's what I'm talking about. So this whole save the, the children thing, like it really, uh, I don't know. You go to Joe Rogan, you go to all these these podcasts go to all these people and you listen to their story and it just goes nowhere you know it goes up then it goes down but but please don't make this a hashtag like please make this a part of you it should burn a part of you 
Like, like, please mean it. Don't hashtag it. Please mean it. If you want to save the children, please save the children. Don't talk about it. Be about it. If you've got a child and you're raising that child to love that child and and be the best that they can be, you're you're doing that because of the love in your heart and and your expectation. It has nothing to do with the hashtag. So please take that hashtag and mean it because it's so much more than just little letters that we type on a screen. All right, you all. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share all these messages. I'll, uh, yeah, be sending you more in 2021. I'll see you soon.